Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. All right, guys, we're in uh, John chapter 15, uh, verse 18. Here we go. This is going to be really tough. Uh, Riley, get ready. If it's too dark up here, I might get you to bring a phone light up here, but I think I got it. Here we go. Dang, dang. This is how college students are. They're like, hey, let's just cut the lights down really low so that whoever's speaking can't see a dang thing in this fine print. But, uh, man, anything for Jesus, right? Yeah, like we're so Jesus to our core that like, we even cut the electricity at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to save on the power bill. All right, here we go. All right, it says, this is Jesus talking. He's telling his disciples this, and uh, I think we can learn something from this. Um, I feel like every time Jesus opens up his mouth, it's not, it's not just to spit off something. It's not just for just to talk. I feel like every time Jesus opens up his mouth and it gets to be in this, in this Bible, it's, it's very important. So uh, just know this isn't what I'm saying. This is what Jesus is saying, saying this all here. So if you're, if you're a Christian, this applies to you. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Now we do promos for Pursuit on each Thursday. We post on like our Instagram stories and it's not like, hey, come to Pursuit. The world is going to hate you. That's not really, like, like, you don't really see this put up on a billboard too much, but this is what Jesus says. He says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So he's like just letting you know, it's like, hey, look, the world is going to hate you. And here's the explanation why. It's because you do not belong to this world once you come under my name, you are a part of the world, but you are not owned by the world. He goes from that, he says, this is where the world hates you. He says, remember what I told you, a servant is no greater than his master. And you're like, okay, that's pretty good. And he follows up by saying this. He says, if, a pers- if, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey your teachings also. They will treat you in this way because of my name, for they do not understand. For they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not, if I have not done, let me start over. All right, here we're getting we're getting where it's dark. Hold on a sec. If I had not done among them the the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father but this is to fulfill what is written in their law they hated me without reason you mind praying with me real quick uh god thank you so much for this time together god god we uh we come under one name god we come under your name god so i pray that god in this moment god this won't be about chase this won't be about ourselves god i pray that any distraction that we brought in this room tonight God, we can, uh, god, we can put that aside god it's not about us god it's all about what you did god when you sent your son jesus to die on a cross for us. God, I pray that this message, God, will, will make sense, God. It'll make sense of, God, why, why, why do us Christians, why do we struggle? Why does the world not understand us? Why does the world hate us? God, why, does, why do we have to walk through this world not being popular? Why do we have to walk through this not being approved, God? I pray that, God, just give me the anointing, God, to make this make sense. God, I, uh, God we thank you. God, we love you. God, we, we do this whole service because of you, God. So I pray that, God, we, if, if God, we know you're already touching hearts. God, you're already at work, God. So I pray that you'll open up our hearts, God, for what you're going to tell us. God, we, uh, God, we love you. God, we thank you. In your name, amen. Amen. Um, like I said, I'm calling this uh, sermon title, 
Um, Jesus to my core. Jesus to my core. So I got a question before we really get like diving into this. Has anybody ever run across somebody that just like hates you for no reason? Um, you can throw up a hand real quick and we'll just act like, like, you know, it's totally not your fault whatsoever. They just like walked into your life and did not like you. Um, if you're really dramatic, this happens a lot. Um, I know one time, man, I was working down at Chick-fil-A, um, down in Tallahassee. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where all the, the Christians work. Um, so the food is anointed. Uh, we got one person that just prays over the, the meals before we distribute them. Um, Gracie's like, that's so not true. That's not really a thing. I just made that up. Um, so anyways, I was working at Chick-fil-A and, uh, dude, there was, uh, everyone that I worked with was really cool. I, I, I enjoyed working there. It was a little bit early for my tasting. I had to get there like six o'clock which was like Georgia time, which was like five o'clock Alabama time. And that ain't your boy at all. Still this day ain't your boy. Um, so anyways, I, I, I liked a lot of people that I worked with, but there was a certain somebody and uh, I'm really not going to say her name just because I, I pray that she's actually listening to this podcast. Maybe Jesus has saved her soul. Come on. Um, anyways, I was working with this one girl and I feel like I had, I had really done nothing. I, I'm pretty easy to work with. Uh, if you've ever kind of shown up early and kind of help us set up, we were like really easy going. Um, but anyways, I, I just, I felt like I was fairly nice to everybody that I came around. And anyways, this one girl, uh, just didn't really, didn't really like me. And I was like, what did I ever do to you? Uh, not really sure. And anyways, like we'd be working together and, uh, we like, I, I, I don't know. It's it just like, even the small things like were like, she would turn like really small things into really big things and make me feel like I was like, like going to hell. Like, like, cause I messed up an order and I'm like, man, I'm sorry. Like I, I just, I'm not as smart as you. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, so, like, I, she, she's made me feel really bad at points. And so, that, it got to be to the point where I was like, man, I, I, I wonder if I've done something to, like, offend this girl. And so, like, I, I got to this point where I, like, I just kind of, like, walked up to her. And I just punched her in the face. I'm totally kidding. Like, relax. Like, gee, all right, man, the tension in here, man. You can, like, cut it with a knife. Like, I'm kidding. I did not punch this girl. So, anyway, I, I just I had to work with this girl this summer. And I never got to be to the point where I felt like she actually enjoyed being in my presence. And, and, and I want to kind of like take this to a point where I think this is something that we can kind of like what Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's saying, he's saying that the world is going to hate you. Like, I don't know about you, but I have, a, I have this, I'm just going to take a leap for a second and say that there's somebody in your life that doesn't like you, that might not understand you, that might look down on you because you are a Christian or the way that you act or the way that you believe. And that might, be a, that might be a leap, but I don't think that everyone in here is liked by everyone. And I think that if you are liked by everyone, I think that this scripture might actually even apply to you that Jesus is saying, is he's saying if, if you're going through this life, there are going to be people that hate you because you're a Christian. Like I said, this isn't really something that, that really preaches too well, but... Christianity now has some misconceptions of like, if I become a Christian, then all of a sudden my life is going to get a whole lot better. I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get more money. I'm going to become more popular because God is in my life. And I hate to say that this is a lie. And like I said, this isn't something that really preaches too well. But this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying that this world is going to hate you. This world is not going to see the way that you see things. And the reason that the world is going to hate you is because you belong to two different people. Because if you're in Christ, if you are a Christian, then you belong to Jesus. You belong to God who is not of this world. That is the reason that this world does not understand you. That is the, the reason that this world looks down on you for the decisions that you make. 
That is the reason that this world does not see eye to eye on you with everything that you believe. He's saying, look, like, like this might even be a red flag for some of us, is that, man, maybe we look a little bit too much like the world, and that's not a good thing. It's not, it's not, it's not that we run around saying, like, like, yes, we are a part of this world, like, we're, we're in this world, but we're not called to be a part of it. Like, we're not supposed to have the same values, the same look as at, at, this, at this world. And so, man, like, like I said, th- this whole misconception, this whole new thing is that I'm going to follow Jesus and my life is going to get better. And what we see is when we're reading this scripture, like, I don't think, like, better looks like this world's going to hate you. That's not, that's not, that, that doesn't go along with this. Like I said, is that being like if you're a Christian and in here tonight, you can be encouraged by this is that you're hated by this world because you belong to someone who is not of this world. If you're taking notes, I don't mind saying that again. If, if you're, you're hated by this world because you belong to someone who is not of this world. See, so many times us as Christians, and, and I'm going to be honest, I'm guilty of this, is I'll pray prayers like, hey, God, like, will you just, will you just set me apart? Has anybody, has anybody, like, you don't got to stick up your hands, but has anybody ever prayed that prayer? Like, like maybe you got done of just like a, like maybe a revival or some kind of like, like a youth retreat or something like that. And you're just like, God, I just pray that you'll set me apart. And then sometimes I'll run into these Christians a little bit later and they're kind of like, Chase, like, I, 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 I pray to be like set apart. And then like, now I just like, I feel lonely. I feel like everybody's walking out of my life. Christian in here tonight, hear this, is that if you're praying prayers like, hey, God, set me apart. God's going to answer that prayer and you're going to look around and say, man, why are people walking out of my life? If you're praying prayers like God set me apart, then God's going to do it. He's going to set you apart. If you're praying, hey, God, just set me apart of this world. I don't want to be a part of it. I want to be yours. I want to be only yours. Set me apart. God's going to do that. So when you feel lonely, when you feel like, again, like no one else understands you, when you feel like you're walking this thing by yourself, like you're the only one who believes in Jesus, you're the only one who believes in God in your whole entire friend group, in your whole entire classroom. Man, this is what Jesus is referring to. Don't be discouraged. Don't feel like you're the only one because Jesus is going on. He's letting the cat out of the bag. He's getting this thing out. He's saying that, look, when I leave, don't be discouraged when the world hates you because you do not belong to this world. When we pray prayers like God set us apart, like I said, it's crazy that we come back and we're like, man, I just feel like, feel like I'm alone. God's setting you apart. I hear, this, this is a couple other ones. Since I hear people say, like, like, you know, I've really been praying that, that God will use me, that He'll use me in only ways that He can, and then you see Him a couple of weeks later, and it's kind of like, man, like, I feel like people have just been using me. It's like, that's what, that's what you prayed, didn't you? Like, you prayed that God would use you, that He puts you in situations that, that only He could use you, and there's going to be people who walk into your life. And all they're going to do is use you. But that's what we've been praying as, as Christians is saying that, you know what, I don't get my satisfaction from this world because it's only temporary. That my reward is something that's eternal. So when I pray prayers like God set me apart, hey, God, use me. And people all they do is just walk into my life and they use me. It's because I'm not of this world and all this world wants from me is just to use me. But I'm praying prayers. God, use me in only ways that you can. Only open up doors like you can. So don't get discouraged when we're praying prayers like God, use me. God's going to use you. He's going to put you in circumstances when this world that hates us, all they're going to do is use you. So when you feel discouraged, when you feel depressed, we can look into this and know that we don't belong to this world. These worldly feelings, these worldly actions that are, that are offending us, that don't make us feel good, like 
That's because this world, we're not, we're not in sync with this world. Here's another one that I hear this one a lot. God will be like, like we're like, God, I just, I just pray. I pray that you use me to be a bridge to the lost. I don't know, I don't know if anybody's ever prayed that, but like, God, just use me to be a bridge. I just want to be a bridge. That's all I want to be. And then like you see like someone who's prayed that like a couple weeks later, and it's like, man, I just feel like people are walking all over me. It's like, like, dude, like, that's what you prayed, didn't you? Like, like you prayed, like, God, use me as a bridge, and people are walking all over you. Like, like God is actually a God who answers prayers, am I right? Like, 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 our God answers prayers, so, like, when the world, like we've said, is when we're praying prayers and we're asking God to really use us, like, He's actually going to use us. I gotta, uh, I've, I've used this illustration before, and if you've been going here for a long time, I uh, thank you, um, but I've used this one before. Um, has anybody in here seen a uh, scary movie? All right, throw up a hand real quick, man. We need some response. Okay, cool. All right, if you, if you know me, anything more than just my name, probably the second fact you'll learn about me is that I do not like scary movies. Is there anybody else in the house that does not like scary movies? All right, come on, somebody. Look, all right, heaven, heaven, heaven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, dude, one thing that I do not really like about scary movies is that, honestly, is that, like, you know whenever you can kind of feel something coming? Like, you're like, man, the music starts playing, and I kind of feel it coming, you know what I'm saying? And, like, one thing that I've realized is that lots of scary movies are almost exactly the same. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the same old script, like, you ain't going to get me this time because I know. All right, check this out. This is what lots of them do. All right, we're all, we're all college kids here. So, uh, lots of times, this scene kind of, there's like a scene in the movie, and uh, it starts at this, like, like, this party. And I know none of y'all in here have ever been to a party, but let's just imagine that you know somebody that's been to a party. All right, again, so they're at this party, and... Uh, Again, I, I was, that was totally a joke. If you go to a party, like, that's totally fine. Like, yeah, don't feel like you're not welcome here. Like, it's cool. All right, so, so anyway, so, like, like there's this, there's, and, and, and typically this is a white girl. I'm sorry, let's just, let's just put it how it is. There's this white girl at a party, and, uh, you know, she's probably got a red solo cup in her hand. And, uh, and so, like, what happens is, is that you've kind of heard this story earlier on in the movie, and what happens is they're like, hey, like, look, there's this, like, killer, like, out, like, in the woods, like, it's just, it's just like this monster, or this person, like, he's got a chainsaw, like, woods, like, like, don't go into the woods. All right, so then you've got this white girl at this party, and she, you know, she's got, like, a little drink in her hand, and, like, you know, she's just kind of, like, like, dancing to the music, you know, like, just having a good old time, and she's just excited to be there, you know, just seeing all the friends, you know, like, how, how all of us are, you know, and so what happens is, like, you know, later on, you're kind of like, oh, well, like, she's friendly. Like, you know, we'd probably be friends. She'd probably come up and talk. We'd have a good time. And so, like, what happens is, is that all of a sudden, this white girl's just kind of like, like, I want to go outside. <laughs> and you're like, like, everyone in the movie theater at this point is like, uh-uh, girl, don't go outside. No, 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 no. Like, don't go outside. Don't go <laughs> Chill. All right. And, and then, like, this girl proceeds to, like, go outside, and people in the movie theater is like, hey! Like, don't go outside. Like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, the, the woods, that's where the killer is. Like, whoa, 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 It's just like, like, everyone in the movie theater is yelling this, and this girl's, like, taking strides like she's going outside. So take this for a second. Like, let, let's, let's twist this for a second and put this in, like, kind of like a, like a Jesus concept. Is that I feel like so many times us Christians, when the world really starts to get heavy, and when the heat really starts coming and we really start feeling like the world really, really hates us, I feel like it's kind of like in that movie when everyone's yelling at the screen, they're saying, no, 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 don't go outside. When the world starts getting really, really heavy, I feel like heaven is yelling down saying, no, 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 don't go back to that sin that you once struggled with. 
You don't have to go back to that. Heaven is literally yelling at some of us right now, saying you do not have to go back to what you keep struggling with. It's that you don't have to go outside into the woods because you already know, but when the world gets really, really heavy and it gets really, really hard to see straight, that's when us as Christians are the most vulnerable. So when this world begins to hate us, it's really easy to say, like, the world's going to hate you, and then we all leave here and not really apply it to our lives, but when we really put it in the concept of that, man, this world is going to hate us, and this, this heat of the world is actually going to, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get deep. It's going to hurt sometimes. But we know that heaven's sitting up there saying, look, you don't have to keep going back to that. If you're in here and you're struggling, I'm going to let you insert it into your own lives. But man, I really believe that heaven's not just sitting up there just kind of like, man, he's just, let, let them do what they want to do. I really feel like, like God is a God that doesn't just, like we talk about this all the time, God's not a God that just says that he loves you. God is a God that shows us that he loves us. That God sent his son Jesus, like I was, I was actually listening to a sermon and God's love for us is so great and is so powerful, but God's love for Jesus, man, it's the greatest love story of all time. And he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us. So man, if he actually went through those steps of sending his son Jesus to die for our sins, the ones that you've already in your past, you've gone back to time and time and time again, this Jesus that we can reach out and touch He's saying, look, you don't have to keep going back to that. This world is going to tell you lie after lie after lie. You don't have to bite the hook. This is what we see, man, as Christians, is that the world's going to hate us. I think this is why Jesus addressed something as simple as this. As he's saying, look, before you go any further, look, I need you to know if you're really going to be about this, if you're really going to have Jesus to your core, this isn't like a, come to pursuit on Thursday and church on Sunday and then not ever open up your Bible and never talk to Jesus after that? If we want to have Jesus to our core, meaning that everything in our lives revolve around Jesus, that means that the world will hate us. So we can go on and expect that. That's why Jesus is putting this out saying, look, you can plan accordingly because you know what? There's going to be people that you come in contact with that are not going to approve of the way that you're living. This world is going to hate us. Now, we could get into a really deep conversation of whether that's their fault or that's like the devil working on but we just need to know as Christians that our approval does not come from this world. This, the approval in our lives comes from God. Man, I'm telling you, dude, it's been a week, man. I kind of like got, got flowing there for a second. I was kind of like, man, Jesus is too much, like, like, just to my core, man. Like, like that's just... Oh, man, uh, y'all got me going. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, all right, so I got, I got this. Uh, let's get back to the notes, Chase. Come on, man. Uh, Jesus, to my core, means that nothing of this world is going to satisfy me. Jesus, to my core, means that nothing of this world is going to satisfy me. I think that's what we see, man, when we come into a place like this and it's for college students, by college students. That's what we see. Is that, man, if we're going to be cautious, we're going to live for Jesus, is that nothing of this world is going to satisfy us. Now, I, I'm not really meaning like, hey, like, like, don't eat food because it's not of this world. Like, and then you like, like, don't, that, that's not, I'm saying that like anything in this world, I pray that we get all of our satisfaction from Jesus. There's so many people that try to put people in their lives, whether it be relationships, whether it be 
uh, friendships. There's so many people that are trying to reach out and grab things that are horizontal from them that are all around them, and they're trying to grab things from this world, and it will never satisfy. You've actually got to reach up and grab something that has some weight to it. You've actually got to, and it's, it, the funny thing about it is it's not even really us reaching up. It's more God reaching down to us, is that it wasn't, it was never, it was never about how far you could reach. It's about that God reached all the way down to earth and met you right at your circumstance, met you right in your situation. So it's no matter about what you're struggling with, Jesus still sent his son to die for you, is that we get all of our satisfaction from God. So man, like that's the most peaceful thing that we could know as Christians is that our satisfaction does not come from this world. Mm. If us as Christians, if we could just take a hold of that and embrace that for just a little bit, and feel the peace that comes with that, that we don't have to go through this world trying to see what will satisfy our needs when we know that our Savior Jesus is the only thing that's ever going to satisfy us. Man, again, it's because this world's going to hate us, and it's probably because it's not going to satisfy us. That's what we see, man, in a group of college students. The cool thing about, man, what I love about, and why I want to dedicate my life to almost being a college minister, being a pastor, is one thing I love about you guys it's just the same in the classroom is that if you guys didn't want to be here, you wouldn't be here. Like you see that, like teachers will tell you, that's not like, like, let me like pull up John 13. Like that's like, like teachers will tell you like, man, like college students, the reason I love college students is because the reason they're here is because they want to be here. So wherever you are in your life right now, and maybe you feel like, like the world's been hating you and you've been grabbing a hold of the world, like just know this, man, that like if you're here and you're in the sound of my voice, that like, like God is speaking to you tonight saying like it doesn't matter what your circumstances, what your situation is, is that like, he'll reach out and he'll, and he'll touch you wherever you are. That's, a, that's one of the coolest things is that, that nothing of this world will satisfy us. And I think that just you being here just for starts is that, I mean, let's just be honest, like, like Thirsty Thursday is like going on right now. Like you're like, hold up one second. A pastor just said that? Like, hold up. <laughs> Like, Thirsty Thursday's going on right now, but that you decided to be here tonight, I think that's just a testament to how great our God is. That God's got a plan for you. So, I, I, we don't condemn those people, but, like, that's not our job. But, like, just you being here, man, it's a testament to how, how great God works. So, nothing in this world is going to satisfy us. I think, man, that, uh, man, there's so many times that, I, th- I think we really just need to acknowledge, and we've, we've talked about this for a second, that, that, that the temptation is Christians that it's actually out there. I think that, again, one of the reasons that Jesus brought this up and as he's talking is because he's like, I need you to know that this thing isn't just like rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. That they're like, this walk, man, this Christian walk, it's not all that. Like, there's going to be times that it gets really tough. Let's just take the example of like Paul as he walked around. Like, like when he came to know Jesus, I wouldn't really say that his life got a whole lot better. I say, man, he, got, he was blinded and then he got beat up a whole lot. Like the world hated him. The world really, really hated him. If we were to line up our lives in order to someone like Paul, when Paul became a Christian and the whole thing about like the world hating Christians, we really, really, really see that in Paul's life. Do we see that in our own? Like, if we're walking through here being Christians, like, can we just see, like, like, how much do we line up with the world? Are we, like, perfectly in sync with what the world thinks of us? Or is the world hanging because we don't, we don't see eye to eye? I think that, man, so many times as, as, as Christians, like I said, when we really start feeling the heat of something that's so weighty as, as this scripture, hearing that, that the world's going to hate us, and we really start feeling the weight of that, 
Man, when we start trying to, when we don't have Jesus to our core, we start trying to justify things that, that don't make sense. When we start feeling the weight of this and we really start getting in the thick and thin of this and we're out there and we're actually kind of alone on this walk and we're by ourselves and none of our Christian friends around us at the moment, man, we really start feeling the weight of this. And you see people like, see Christians, they'll start trying to justify their actions of, you know, the world's, I don't really like the world hating me, so I'm going to give a little bit. Man, and I'm just going to be, I'm going to be honest and just like speak truth for a second. And like I said, we try to justify our actions and we start asking questions that we have the totally, the totally wrong mindset on. You're like, Chase, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about, man. We start asking questions like, how many beers can I drink and like still be a Christian? Um, we're obviously all here at college and like the temptation is real. And, and like I said, we ask questions that are like this, like how many beers can I drink and still be a Christian? You're like, man, I can't like, like pull out a verse and be like, hey, like thou shalt not drink a natty light, like not in there, all right? Like, you can take it, like, just take a breath. Like, <laughs> but we start asking questions like, man, like, how many beers can I drink and how often can I do that and, like, still be a Christian? And, like, what I want my mindset to be if the, if, if the world's going to hate me, I want to be so in tune with Jesus and Jesus is so to my core that I don't ask questions like, how, me, my, how much can I get close to this gray line and still be a Christian? If Jesus is to our core tonight, we don't ask questions how close we get to the gray line. We start asking questions like, God, what can I take off in my life so that I look more like Jesus? Now, that's not something that really like sits too well with a lot of people because it's kind of like, man, well, I kind of enjoy a little bit of like this world and I want to kind of dabble a little bit in it. And like, I know it's going to kind of hate me a little, but like, like, that's okay, man. I think us as Jesus followers, man, that Jesus is supposed to be to our core. Not just something that's just got 10% of our life. Not just something that's got just a little bit. Jesus wants to have each and every aspect of our lives. He doesn't want just a little bit. Jesus wants our whole entire hearts, man. He wants all of us. So we don't ask questions like, how close can I get to the line and still be a Christian? If Jesus is to our core, and we, don't, we see what we can take off. Is another one that I wrote down is, can me and my girlfriend have sex outside of marriage if we really, really, really love each other? How close are we trying to get to this gray line and still be a Christian? How much sin can I have in my life and still be cool with God? Here's another one. This one's more of a statement. Pornography is better than lust on an actual person. Like, as long as I'm watching something and I'm not actually intervening with another human and also making them sin, like, at least pornography is a better option. We start trying to justify our sin. And I'm going to be honest, like, I appreciate you guys shutting me down, but this is, this is, this is something, this is just truth. And, and again, truth is, truth is going to hurt a little bit. I don't expect this to really sit too well with everyone. We, we start seeing ourselves trying to justify these actions. Man, maybe it's tonight, maybe it's, is it okay if I like start missing church or start missing ministries because I got like other things going on? I got a test going on. I got sorority function, fraternity function. I mean, I mean, like, like it, 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 we've. I could, it's funny. Sometimes people come up to me like I keep like a roll. Like, like, hey, like, was Riley here today? Like, check. Like, like, I don't. No one here keeps a roll. People come up and be like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. Like, they're trying to like give me like their excused absence. I'm like, no, dude. Like, it's good. I completely understand you have a life. But I don't know about you, but I've been in the situation where. I had a really good, like, excuse the first time, like, I really couldn't make it, and then, like, next week it was a whole lot easier to not come. 
And then slowly but surely, it's been over a month, it's been over two months, and I really hadn't even opened up my Bible. So again, we're not seeing how often we can like not read our Bible, how often we can not go to church and still be cool with God. I pray that if Jesus is to our core, we quit looking at the world like this. That's a worldly mindset, man. If the only thing that matters in this world is our relationship with Jesus, why do we need to neglect it? Why do we have to put that to a side and live our lives just how we want to? Jesus to our core means that Jesus is number one in our life. All right, I'm going I'm to uh, wrap this up. Um, I think that before I, before I get this last scripture and we really wrap this thing up, man, y'all can come on back up. Um, one of the questions you might be asking is like, man, if, if I'm, Chase, if, like, if I'm going to be like hated by this world, like, like, man, like I'm really like not that like solid in this faith thing. Like, I'm kind of new to Christianity or like, like I, I, I'm still trying to figure out my way. What am I supposed to do? Here's the answer is that if you're going to walk alone on this Jesus thing, if you're going to walk alone on faith, man, I hate to say this, but you're more than likely going to fall alone. Meaning, man, if you go about this world with no one else around you, no other Christians that are pouring into you and encouraging you and lifting you up, having a good Christian community around you, man, I hate to say this, but if you walk alone, you're going to fall alone. So there's no reason to do this thing by yourself. There's no reason to know that the world is going to hate you. And there's a lot of this world. There's no reason for you to walk alone. Yes, you have Jesus in your heart, but man, it sure does help to have a Christian community that is pouring into you. This is, this is what the church is, is that we know that we are better together than we are by ourselves. So if you're like, what do, what do I do? First thing I would tell you, man, like, like, obviously we need to be pressing into God, but we also need to have other people that are pressing into God just as hard as we are, just as much as Jesus is pressing into us, if we're actually going to do this thing. You don't have to fight these battles alone. The Bible talks about carrying each other's burdens. Man, in a place like this, I, like, I'm glad that you come. I'm glad that you're here, man, but honestly, when there's not as many people, I think it's really cool because I really feel like somebody could come up and say, you know what, I'm actually, you know, I've had such a bad week. I've had, I've got people in my family that have passed away. I've got people, this is just examples. Don't feel like you've got to come up to me and like, hey, man, I'm so sorry about your loss. Like, I'm just, this is an example. Um, but if you're struggling, what this means by carrying each other's burdens is this means that, man, we don't go through this life. Just by ourselves, just carry each other's burdens. Like, hey, man, like, like you're, you're struggling with, with depression? Like, man, well, like, the cool thing about this is, man, is that when, when you know, at one point I was, and in, 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 yes, like, doctors help, but, but everything starts and ends with Jesus. Is that I was, I was struggling at one point where, yeah, I, I, I used to watch some stuff that I shouldn't, or, man, I used to go out with some people that I probably shouldn't have and do some things that I probably shouldn't have. But, man, when, when Jesus saved my soul is that, Man, you know, I actually want to walk with you on this. You don't have to feel like your sin is the, like the worst lie that you could ever believe about yourself is that you're the only one struggling with what you've got going on. The coolest thing about college ministry is that we are probably all in here about from 18 to 25 years old, and I guarantee you whatever you're struggling with, somebody else that's within the age frame of 18 to 25 is going through the exact same thing that you are. So you might not feel like you've got it all, all together, but man, maybe somebody's going a whole lot worse than you are, and they need to look up to you just to see that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So us as Christians, can we take off this like this thing of like, man, I'm the one who got me there. I'm the one who got me cool because you know the world like really hated me, but you know what? I I got myself to where I am. Not anybody in here is 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 like struggle free. So if we could get real for a second, 
and tell somebody, you know, I used to struggle with this. I'm actually struggling with this right now. Man, maybe you're supposed to just be the light for somebody else. Can we serve someone else today? This is, this is the last thing that I've got. I, uh, here's the, here's, the, here's the, the question. All right, if you listen to this whole thing, and we've talked about Jesus being to our core, because the world is going to hate us, we know that that is fact. So what we know as Christians is that we have to have Jesus to our core, that our foundation is solid, that our faith is built on something that is not shaky, that is not here one day and gone the next. This is, this is the test. If you've got your Bible real quick, will you open up to Galatians? Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Here, here's the test. This is probably one of, my, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite verses because this is something that's going to... I love reading the Bible and not reading the Bible and saying, God, like, like God, just, 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 you know, expose some stuff to me. Sometimes I read the Bible and I'm like, God, just slap me in the face. This is what I need. Just slap me in the face one time. And th- this is, the, is Jesus to your core test. Here we go. Uh, Graham's got it. Cool. Got the alarm going off. Come on, somebody. That means it's time to wrap this thing up. All right. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. This is what I'm going to leave you on. This is the, is Jesus to your core test? Ask yourself this question. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? All right, before we go any further, are you trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I now trying to please people? Pleasing people is a trap. Pleasing people is a trap. If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Is Jesus to your core? What we see in this Bible is that we see that you've got to make a decision. That you can either live for this world, you can either live for, the, like, to live for this world, to live for the approval of people, or you can live this life as a Christian. The world will hate you, yes, but you will have the approval from the one God that made you to begin with. One of my favorite, favorite uh, pastors says that, that God made you for a purpose. And until you understand, like, until you understand that life will never make sense. That if we're going to do this walk, if we're going to live this Christian life, who are we living for the approval of? Because when we read this, we see that, you know, the world's already going to hate you, so don't look for the approval from them. Don't look, for the, don't look to please them. Our lives as Christians are meant to be for the approval of God. That's the, weekend, that's the simple Jesus to our core. The most simple way that I can say it is Jesus has got to be to our core, and that's where our approval comes from. That's where our satisfaction comes from. So that, that's all I got. That's all I got. Jesus to our core. So as we go into this next song, I love this song so much. This is a song of repentance. This is a song of crying out to God. It's called The Heart of Worship. So as we go back into this next song, can we just put in perspective as Christians? You know, let's just, let's just like, as, as Jesus is talking about this, I feel like he's really just saying, like, disciples, you need to hear this and you need to expect this. Go on and plan for this. The world is going to hate you, but don't live for the approval of them. So we go back to this next song. No matter where you're sitting, no matter how much of the world you have in your life right now, we can come back to the heart of worship. We can come back to God. That's how amazing our God is. And I don't know about you, but I know that my life is a testimony to coming back to the heart of worship. Even when 
my flesh fails, even when I chase the wrong things, I can come back to the heart of worship. Jesus to our core, this is obtainable. Jesus is ours tonight. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.